This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey friends, it's Natalie. We're back again with episode number 57 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am here today to talk to you about something that comes up all the time. It's a pretty common struggle with our service providers and directors of operations. And I think this is really going to resonate with you if you are in a OBM, a director of operations, a project, really any service space. So I wanted to talk to you about how do you manage your time when you have multiple clients? A significant challenge that I see is just the lack of time, overall, the lack of time. And this translates into so many things. Your clients don't get your best work. Your family doesn't get the true you. Your health, let's just say it doesn't look very good. And your personal business is untouched. None of this feels good. It puts us in a down, negative, unsatisfied state. And we are all high achievers. We want success for ourselves, for our clients. Like generally, we are a I won't even say generally, we own that we are driven, we are ambitious, and we're here to conquer things. And so when we get into this place of, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, it does the opposite of why you got into business, which was for growth, whether that's for financial growth or personal growth. So all of a sudden, you get this, you get this big block. And so I'm going to break this down. I want you to walk through this with me. As I was really thinking through this, it is so, so common, and I want to see if you feel the same way. Here's a little scenario. So you've got these big goals. You've got revenue goals, and you've also got time goals. You work hard to secure your clients, and that calls for your involvement in social and doing guest podcast appearances. You're having discovery calls or coffee chats, just general networking. All of that needs to be done so that you can get visible. And all of a sudden, you've got clients coming in. Woohoo, let's celebrate the clients. Then to hit the revenue goal, the monthly revenue goal that you have in mind, you realize that you need another client. So the money feels good. It creates a little bit of financial breathing room. And guess what? You need more visibility because you're not all the way to that goal yet. So the new clients that you've signed on, clients one and client two, are loving their new support. They have never felt more supported, and they start to share this with their friends, their peer groups, the people that they hang out with. So you do a few more discovery calls. You finally, through this process, you're starting to see your value and your worth, and you now have the confidence to raise your prices. You're going to get to sign a few more clients, and now you're delivering for three clients in a strategic capacity. It feels a little bit strenuous, but it's still doable. You go ahead and you sign one more client because that will now get you to that $10,000 per month goal that you dreamt of a year ago. You can't even believe that this is actually happening. Now, you feel like clients one and two, they're stable, 
Client three, ah, they're feeling a little bit of the lack of your focus. And client number four, they're in the honeymoon phase. They are so okay. They again feel like every client does at the very beginning. Like this is so amazing. So you're starting to think about bringing on some help for you because you're feeling the pinch. Maybe you need a VA. So between the hours of 10 p.m. and midnight, you go ahead, you go out there and you secure a virtual assistant. So there goes some of your profit. Ah, shoot. Maybe you need another client to make up for that now profit that you're giving away to the new virtual assistant. All the while, client number one is starting to express frustrations. They feel the fallout from your expansion. To mitigate that, you stay up until 3 a.m. getting all the plans and tasks in place just to make sure that everything is tidy so that everybody starts to feel more in control again. Client four now needs you a ton. They need you so much because the honeymoon phase is coming to an end. So they're ready to hit the ground running and they need you. Okay, I'll stop here. That is real life of growth in owning any business, but specifically a service-based business. So let's think about how we actually got to this point. And this is something I want you to take away here. Our commitments exceed our reality. And this creates quintessential scope creep. Our commitments exceed our reality. And this creates scope creep. So when we get here, everything crumbles, ladies. Don't you, have you ever, I mean, as I was walking through that, could you see yourself in that? We know that feeling, that burden, that heaviness. You start to really question, am I on the right path? Should I be doing this? And honestly, everything feels like it's, it's crumbling. It doesn't feel good anymore. That high of bringing in $10,000 is now covered over and smothered with all these other emotions of fear, anxiety, and stress. So I wanted to let you guys know that this is what happens in business. This is called scope creep. And to learn to avoid it, how to handle it, and what to do to address it, I would like you to join me. It's like a must. If you're listening to this and that resonated with you at all, I want you to join me in this upcoming five-day sprint. Go ahead and join us at scopecreepsolution.com. If you're listening to this in real time, go ahead, do that. That's gonna put you in our group called the Ops Insiders. That's where we're gonna be delivering that content every single day. The content won't stay there forever, so I need you to get inside that group and make sure you're taking action. That is going to be scopecreepsolution.com. All right, we're still talking all about how this actually happens. And at the end of the day, it comes down to managing your time. But now you're managing time between your business, between your personal life, and you're trying to match that to your goals. So let's really, really talk. You are totally in the right for wanting more revenue. Don't ever feel bad about that. But today, I'm gonna share my thoughts on how you can do this without absolutely making yourself miserable, exhausted, deflated, depressed, and keeping your clients happy and around for a really, really long time. That's the goal. And that was my goal coming into this. Did I do it all perfectly? Absolutely not. Will I always you know, be in good graces with my clients? Well, of course that's my goal, but the reality says that at some point, scope creep is gonna happen to me too. Because no matter how good you get at scope creep, it keeps coming up, which is exactly why I want you to go through that scope creep solution so you have the tools and resources to know what to do when it happens. And I have to practice this on myself too, ladies. Alrighty, back on track here. Couple things. 
I'm going to share with you five different things. And whether you're a note taker or you're just tucking this away in your brain, I want you to focus on these five tips because for the majority of the people that work with me, they are looking to have multiple clients and to create the freedom that they want for themselves. So the first thing I want you to do is to build a business that reflects your greatest desires. When you were not your own boss, think back to that point in your life where you weren't your own boss. Somebody else got to dictate what you did, what the expectations were, how you did it, and they reviewed you for it. You have taken the opportunity to create something for yourself. So I want you to pause. I want you to figure out, really dig deep, what is what would a business look like that truly reflected your greatest desires? Hang out with me here for a second because I'm going to share a story. If you've heard it before, just hear it again because I think it's really, really relevant. I left a corporate job that I joke I worked from nine to nine every single day. Forget the nine to five. I was nine to nine. And when I had the opportunity to step away, I stepped away in the vein of legacy. I wanted to make a greater impact on the two kids, the two people I knew that would hold and carry and leverage my legacy for a lifetime. And there's a long story behind that. But when I left that corporate job to do this, I knew I was going to work. There was never a question that I was not going to work and I was going to create that for myself. When I did that, I figured out, and it took a lot of time, so this is not an overnight effort, but I realized I needed to be with my kids from three to nine o'clock. It was something I had never had the opportunity to do while I was in corporate. And so this was one of my biggest things. I wanted to create a business that would allow me to be present with my children from three to nine o'clock. So I could be in a vehicle with them, driving them to their sports practices, watching their practices if I wanted, being able to cook dinner, to sit down as a, as a family at dinner. So that time from three to nine was sacred. And I was really feeling, I was really feeling poorly about how much I had missed by not being around during those hours. So that was a reflection of my greatest desires to live a legacy life meant to me that I was going to be with my kids from three to nine and of course with my husband after he got home from work. So I wanna ask you, what does your ideal week look like? It's a couple steps here, but you wanna address what is your greatest desire? Go back to that values work that we talk about in episode number four. What are your core values? And I bet from those values, you're gonna come up with what your desires are. To take that into an actionable state, you're going to want to look at what the impacts of that dream, what that vision looks like in your ideal week. So let's make it practical. Let's make it applicable to what really needs to happen. This is going to allow you to see how much time you have available for work. The whole theme of this podcast is how you manage multiple clients without making yourself crazy. To do that, you're gonna need to know how much time you really have. I want you to look at the roles that you play in your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your community, in the work that you do. And you're gonna have to figure out and prioritize which one you're gonna put, which ones, not just one, but which ones are important for you right now. And then I want you to sketch it out on a calendar. And I know this seems like a lot of steps, but I'm helping you to make money in the most authentic way and bring in an abundance of money. If you're trying to work between 12 and three in the morning 
and serve clients all day long and grow your business and try to be visible, I promise you, you will break at some point. So the first thing is to build a business that reflects your greatest desires. Second thing, and something we're gonna cover in the Scope Creep Solution is knowing your boundaries. What is the boundary that you have? And then you need to communicate that with everybody in your home, in your business, with your clients, maybe even in discovery calls. This is something that you talk about so you can ensure that you're matching yourself with clients who respect those boundaries. And it also helps to communicate them upfront so you don't get into a situation where there are unknown expectations or even just you know, interpreted expectations. That's never a safe and comfortable space. All right, if you know how many hours you can work in your business over the course of a week, then you can now package and price your services accordingly. If you only have 16 hours a week that are left for your business, you can reverse engineer this. I know that this is exactly what you do. This is what your gifts are. You now know how many hours you have. That's the resource that we're talking about. The time or the hours are the resource that you have. As a great project manager, you need to figure out how to best utilize those hours. When you look at this, I want you to start thinking of how much, what you can do in the hours that you have available, which means how many clients you can take care of. If it turns out that, let's just say you've got those 16 hours, let's just make it 15 for all practical purposes. (laughs) I don't know where I came up with 16, but you've got 15 hours and every client that you take on brings you about 15 hours worth of work over a week. That means you can bring on one client. And now you need to find a client that can pay you what you need, what matches your goals for that month. So if your goal is to make $10,000 in a month and you have 15 hours per week available, I got some news for you, friends. In most cases, that is an unrealistic goal. I'm gonna say in almost every case, that's an unrealistic goal. So now you know that if you're going to, you either need to scale back in what your goal revenue is, increase your time, or come up with a new offer. And I'm gonna encourage you to look at your package and your offer before you do the other two things because I really want you to obtain that goal, that financial goal that you have for yourself. And I know it can be done. So maybe this requires you to be a little bit more flexible. Maybe this means that you deliver that same service in more of a VIP fashion. Maybe this means that you bring on a a duo. Maybe this means that you start a group program that you you deliver one day a week and you're able to bring in enough revenue in one day a week, the same that you could if you were taking care of a couple clients. So you've got to do this. There's no magic way to do it because every single person is different. When you come through the Director of Operations Certification Program, this is something that we walk through together because it's not just how do you become a DOO or Director of Operations, it's how do I build a business that supports my lifestyle, that empowers me to be the person that live the life that I want. This is super, super important to me, but it really comes down to what kind of time you have available. Number four, we've talked about this before. You can't miss this step, but set up that customer journey. Now that you know how much time you have, you've got the package identified, you know what the pricing is going to be. What kind of journey 
does that require you to take your client on? What kind of communications are you going to do? What kind of processes are you going to follow? Set those expectations, and then you're going to calculate those things, all the administration that goes into obtaining and, and sustaining and taking care and nurturing that client also need to be calculated. Because if you have 15 hours a week and it takes you 15 hours to deliver to that client and that doesn't count for the administration on your side, guess what? You are now in a time deficit. You're taking away from somebody else, okay? Somebody else being those people in your home. So the fourth thing I want you to do is set up an expectation for yourself on what the customer journey looks like. If there are pieces of this that you can automate, holler. That's exactly where you want to be. It creates an enhanced experience for your client. It creates predictability for you. It removes some of the stress that naturally hangs over your head when you are juggling multiple clients at one time. Now, once you do this and you've set the journey, Now you see how many hours it's going to take you to manage the one to four clients that you have. Now, how many clients can you truly take on? If it takes you one hour per client a week in administration, you only have 15 hours, you've got four clients, this means you now have 11 hours to take care of the client's project management, dealing with their teams, having team meetings, facilitating reports, all of those things, whatever it is that your tasks are. The ones I just mentioned are are very similar to what a director of operations would do. But now you know you have 11 hours and you ask yourself, can I deliver my best quality work to these four clients in 11 hours a week? Very, very important. The online space, the small business space, your local community, your network will absolutely reflect the quality of work that you provide to other people. I never want that to go because then we start getting into reputational damage and that's just not a place that you wanna be. We wanna always be providing and fulfilling and exceeding expectations. The last thing is the most important, I don't need, actually, I don't know if, I don't even know if I can say it's the most important, but one of the most important here is I want you to secure clients that empower you to come in to be that leader, to own the leadership that God equipped you with and own the role that you have been procured for. I want you to onboard yourself, minimize the amount of effort that they have to spend onboarding you. I want you to be a leader. I want you to lead meetings. I want you to be that asset in a business that needs very little management. I want you to be the person that shines. I want you to be the the magnet that people want to come to that you then can now empower the CEO with additional strategy, additional space. And you can do this through strategic mapping. This is a licensed, my intellectual property that is in a license that we go over in the Director of Operations Certification. In fact, it's the very first thing we go over because it is so important to me that anyone who joins my program who is already a proven operational expert now has this IP, this license to be able to share this with the people because it allows them to shine automatically. This is what I mean. This process allows you to own your role from the very, very beginning. And if you do this, you will be an indispensable asset. 
That means you get to stay in relationships for a much longer time. That means that you get to increase your prices. That means that these now high-powered, highly networked folks that you're working for are going to want to share your name or pay you more so that you don't go anywhere else. So these five steps, let me recap them really quick. You're going to build a business that reflects your greatest desires. Make sure it's in alignment with who you want to be. If you don't want to work 40 hours a week, you better not design a business like that. Second of all, know your boundaries, communicate your boundaries. Once you do that and you know how much time is left in your business, I want you to price your services and package those appropriately. Once you know that, let's look at your customer journey. Let's automate it. Let's create systems. Let's have an understanding of what kind of time impact that's going to have. And then number five is owning that role. I believe that the best way for a service-based professional to own their role is to become a director of operations. We give you a blueprint, several frameworks of ways that you can make recurring revenue with clients you already have. We have so many different options inside of the Director of Operations certification path that you can go. If you have 10 hours a week or if you have 50 hours a week, there are options for you to make an accelerated living doing this from your home or wherever it is that you want to be in the world. So if you're at all interested in becoming a Director of Operations and that's somewhere on your career path, I want you to join us today. You can do that by coming to the scopecreepsolution.com, but you can also do that by joining us at directorofops.com. There's an application process and I want you to get in there. We're gonna be starting round six right at the beginning of September. So if this is interesting, go ahead and get your booty in there. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops Activity of the Week. And because we're talking about how to manage time, it just makes the most sense that I would go back to challenging you to look at that ideal week, look at your responsibilities. And all I want from you this week is a number. How many hours do you have each week after you take away all the other responsibilities and commitments that you have? How many hours do you have a week to focus on work. Ladies, you need to know this number. It's gonna tell you how many clients you can take on and allow you to manage those clients, meet their expectations, and retain those clients. At the end of the day, I want you working in your zone and not in a place of stress, defeat, and failure. We've got a path for you. If you're interested in the Director of Operations Certification Program, I would love to see you in there super soon. If it's not time for you and this content is interesting, keep on listening. That's exactly why we're here. Ladies, I hope you have a wonderful, blessed week, and I will see you here next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.